Basketball Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark Shorten. And apologies for having the week off last week. I, um, If you don't follow me on TikTok, you may or may not know I got married last weekend. So my now wife said that um, pretty much that she just wouldn't have the wedding if I if I did a podcast at the venue. So um, obviously, that was very high risk, so I wasn't going to do that. So we're back now, and... We're looking at the the waiver wire for for this coming week, so week six or week seven, depending on um, on where you're up to and when you started. A couple of things um, have probably changed within the the NBA this week. Um, Jar Morant being out for a couple of weeks is a big, big, big one. Obviously, he's a, a high usage guy. Um, that means that there's been well, there's going to be a number of players who are worth picking up. Guys that are under thirty. Or under thirty percent owned in some places, under forty percent owned in most places, that definitely are going to um, reap the benefits of having a higher usage uh, in the next couple of weeks, and that probably kicks us off for our for the podcast. And we are going to speak about um, two Memphis guys that I I probably could speak about three. The other one being I could speak about four Memphis guys being DeAnthony Melton and, and Tyus Jones. Um, but the ones that I'm going to talk about are the ones who are. Probably a bit more well-rounded with their stats. Um, players who are um, who are running hot right now as well. So the two guys I want to talk about, Desmond Bain being one of them, and Dylan Brooks is the other. So this week we've got Memphis have got three games. Um, Desmond Bain is probably, if I was to pick between the two, I'd say Desmond Bain is going to be my pick. Um, 17 points over the last 15 days. Uh 2.6 triples, 53% from the field, uh, four boards, and a steal. Um, he just does a, a bit of everything, and he's doing it with really good percentages as well, which is what we really like to see. I think that the, I suppose, the job share that was between D'Anthony Melton, between um, Desmond Bain and John Morant, obviously they rotated through a bit of that. Desmond Bain plays obviously more of the, the two, three than the other two guys do, but it just means that he's going to get more of a share as well. Over that space, he has been playing just shy of 29 minutes. Um, I would probably suggest that's going to, to tick up slightly. I reckon we could see him in the in the low 30s, which is just even better for his value as well. He does a bit of everything, gets the job done, um, and I really like him. If you're comparing him with, say, Dylan Brooks, you're going to get similar sort of stats. Dylan Brooks is going to get more of a share. Uh, he's going to play probably some bigger minutes. Um, yeah, there is the risk with him potentially sitting because he's coming back from an injury, but um, and he's arguably, I think they're both decent defenders, but statistically I think um, Dylan Brooks will finish the year with more steals um, or more steals per game. The, the downside to Dylan Brooks is his field goal percentage. He started the year, um, whenever he did start playing, he started the year going at like 46%. Over the last um, over the last fifteen seven days, he is down. So over the last seven days, he's down to thirty two percent. The thing that hurts with that is that he does it on such high volume as well. He's taking sixteen shots a game, and that's only going to tick up with John Morant being out as well because they need to get well. They need to get scores on the board, um, and John Morant being such a high usage guy, being such a high scorer, and being um, arguably a score first guard, they're going to need. Dylan Brooks. So if you can deal with the if you can deal with the low field goal percentage, then Dylan Brooks is probably a, a decent shout. But 
for me, if I'm picking between those two guys, Desmond Bain is the one that I'm going to ride with the hot hand at the moment. Uh, as I said, though they've both got three games this week. Desmond Bain, he's only in 29.4% of the league. Dylan Brooks is only 32.5. And uh, I think that over the next week or so, we're going to see both of those tick up. Um, those rostered percentages are going to tick up. So, um, so yeah, definitely, definitely take a look at those guys. The next one I've got here is Alex Caruso. He obviously spent a bit of time out. Um, Chicago got three games this week. And if I'm being honest, there is one reason that I want, or two reasons that I want um, Alex Caruso. One, because he's a future GOAT. Um, and the second one is because of those steals numbers. Over the last two weeks, two steals per game, uh, four and a half assists per game. And he's only going at, what, 0.6 turnovers. Um, the rest is not amazing. It's If you're wanting points or you're wanting boards or you're wanting good percentages, threes, all that sort of stuff, Caruso's probably not going to be your guy. But if you are wanting assists and you're wanting steals, then Alex Caruso is definitely somebody that you're, you're wanting. He's just a shade under the 40% ownership, so he's at 36% ownership. Um, and that's increasing as well. A lot of people are finding that he's not just a flash in the pan. He is a solid defender. He's getting 34 minutes a night, which is awesome to see. Um, and those steal numbers are genuinely able to be um, sustained throughout the course of the season. So I really, really like Caruso. If you're looking for someone who is going to be a defensive specialist with a couple of assists as well. Um, the next one, if we're going down the lines of defense, um, Jared Vanderbilt. He is... He's taken over um, the bulk of the, the the starting role and the bulk of the minutes that Jaden McDaniels wasn't able to perform on. And he's not going to get you much in terms of points or, or anything besides defensive stats and rebounds. But over the last 15 days, averaging just under. So he's averaging um, 9.8 rebounds per game, 1.8 steals, and 0.9 blocks. And... If you're looking for over the last seven days, 12 rebounds and 2.3 steals, which is just unreal, especially he's only in 11.5% of leagues. Last year, we saw that he was a bit of a per-minute monster whenever it came to his um, defensive stats. He just didn't get a run. Um, and he's just he's just looking so, so good whenever it comes to the um, the defensive numbers. Like, yeah, it's, it's exactly what we wanted to see out of Jaden McDaniels, which we didn't. Um, so we'll take it. If we can take it from Jared Vanderbilt, we'll absolutely take it. 11.5% rostered on ESPN. And uh, what have we got? Minnesota here have got... Minnesota have got three games this week. At home to Indy, away to Washington, and away to Brooklyn. Um, two winnable games there. Arguably three winnable games. And he will play a big part in that. Um playing against, what, Sabonis at Indiana, playing against probably Kuzma in, in Washington and then um, and then KD in Brooklyn. Yeah, he could be in for, for some big minutes and he could be in for some for some decent numbers. As I said, he is a permanent monster and all we needed to see was minutes tick up and over the last seven days, his minutes are ticking up. He has gone from a, so he, for the season, he's averaging 22 minutes a night. Over the last seven days, he's averaging 27 um, nearly 28 minutes a night. So that's exactly what we want to see. So Jared Vanderbilt, if you're looking for a defensive specialist with some boards, I guarantee you he will 
absolute perform as long as he's getting those minutes. Kelly Oubre, he has hit a bit of a hot patch. He was somebody that a lot of people had last year and was super, super disappointed at. Um, I did have him last year and I was expecting a lot more. I ended up dropping him to the waivers last year and a lot of people were colder and going into this year. He was drafted 130, 140 in a lot of places and up until this past week or so, he hasn't really done all that much. He should be getting us more on the defensive end. He was getting us... um, you know, 1.7, 1.8 steals whenever he was in, in Phoenix with uh, a block, which is really good numbers. As long as you can get around that um, 2.5 stocks per game, you've got value in fantasy. And he hasn't really done that. Um, last year in, was it Golden State? And then this year in Charlotte. But hey, you see the purple patch whenever it comes to his points. Last three games, 21, 27, and 23. Um he got three steals and two blocks in his last game as well. I don't know if that's a trend that is going to continue, but like I always say, you've got to ride the hot hand whenever it comes to waivers, and he's getting minutes. So 30 minutes a night over the last seven days, 19.5 points on average, 3.3 boards. It uh, doesn't turn the ball over. It doesn't get you any assists, but um, while he's putting up bulk numbers, 3.3 triples per game, uh, getting to the line three times as well, 47% from the field. While he's doing that, I definitely think that he's somebody that is worth a look at whenever it comes to two waivers this week. Charlotte have got Charlotte have got three games away to Chicago, game off away to Milwaukee, and then they've got three days off before the start of a doubleheader. Um, depending on how aggressive you are on the waivers, he might be somebody that you look at for the first three days. So two games in the first three days, and then you look elsewhere. Um, that's where you could move. If these guys are available, you could move. You can go Kelly. They've got Chicago off Milwaukee, and then you could make the, the move straight across to Caruso, who's got um, the next day New York off Brooklyn. So you'd get the two waivers played. You'd get four games out of that is is the way that I would look at it. Um, alternatively, you could do very similar with, Minnesota starts of the week um, and then move them across as well. Um, and then finally, we've got Thrills. Paddy Mills has been on absolute fire. And look, he's not going to... I don't think he's going to average 20 points for the year. I'd be very surprised. He could lead all comers, including Steph, with triples made. Um, might be an outlandish call, but I'll take it. Um, over the last 15 days, 18.4 points, 5.1 triples, going at 58% from the field, which is just ridiculous. Um, 2.3 assists, 0.7 steals. Um, yeah, you know what you're getting with, with Paddy. He's either going to hit him and be absolutely dynamite or he's going to miss him and you're going to rue the fact that you've uh, got him into your team. But why not run the hot hand? He has, in his last, where are we, eight games, he's got um, 17 or more points in in six of his last eight games, um, 21 or more in five of those um, eight games. While we don't have any side of Kyrie Irving, um, while Joe Harris is out, then Kyrie, then Paddy Mills, 
is definitely somebody that should be both on your watch list and potentially as part of your team if you are chasing threes. Obviously, if you're not going for threes, um, this is obviously category legs. If three-pointers are not part of your strategy, Patty's probably somebody that you can leave on the waivers. But if you are, Patty should either be in your team or it should be right thereabouts um, for, for kind of 10-man legs and above. Um, that is about it. Follow us on TikTok if you want to, to get some more content. I'm doing a lot of buy low, sell high guys on there. Um, also answering a lot of questions. There's been a, a fair bit of talk about what I do about Karis LeVert. Good to see him bounce back today. Uh, a lot of talk about what I do with Zion, what sort of trade should I look at for Zion, um, James Harden, Shea Gilders, Alexander, all these sort of guys that have not been playing amazing to start the year and what's the sort of strategy around either keeping them or moving them on. So definitely um, add us on TikTok if you haven't already. And if you are new here, do not forget to like and subscribe.